0: Hello, I'm Pastor Paul, an associate pastor at Living Word, and this is our podcast. I want to say thank you for joining us today. I know this message will minister to your spirit, and it will build your faith. I know God will move in your life because you are a doer of the Word. Enjoy today's message.
1: But we have uh, a lot of things happening in ministry that you're going to hear me talking about in the coming weeks where I'm wanting to put together some groups. I hate to call it committees, but I want to bring together some groups to begin to work on ministry and some new ideas. And if you're interested in that, just come see me. So well, Tell me what it is first, Pastor. No, express interest first, and I'll tell you what it is, all right? Then we'll see who fits what, what slots. But we're going to move forward uh, uh, and, and break out of some restrictions and limitations that we had to endure last year. And what, what I mean by that is push back against the work of the enemy and do away with things that drag people down and seem to stir depression and loneliness and being upset. And I'm going to tell you that, that the key that God gave us to do that is minister to somebody else. When we minister to somebody else, our whole disposition changes because we're healthier for doing that. We're spiritually healthier and better off. Well, this morning, I'm going to ask Greg and Brandy Conrad to come. They're our missions directors. That means they direct what we do in missions, and they seek pastor's counsel, and then pastor basically turns them loose to... Go get things done. And there's a lot of activity with missions. We're supporting missionaries. We're considering what to do in the future for trips. We are uh, doing a whole lot of things that they're going to share. And they both have things to say this morning. But uh, in our last trip, it became apparent to everybody, and they came to me with this request that they, they saw someone. They were working with someone that was their perfect assistant director of missions and I immediately concurred and agreed without them having to say the name. I knew who the name would be because even in the, the the last missions trip, if you were with us, pastors suddenly need an interpreter because the one we had couldn't really understand me, and it was hard for me to understand what he was bringing, and Maria kind of got the Maria, you're going to do this. Thank you for asking Jesus later. You're going to do it now. And she stepped in and helped us. So Maria Medina is is also their assistant director of missions and uh, a great ally to the the people everywhere we go. And I want you to, uh, you, you don't know everything that they do, but I do. And I would like you to give them a hand of applause in thanksgiving for their obedience to the Lord and their willingness to serve in this capacity because There's a lot to it. Take it away, guys.
2: Thank you. Maria's going to start sharing about the papers that you found on your chairs that everyone's so interested in and should have an ink pen.
3: Good morning. Buenos dias. We are so excited about this, guys. We had so many kids before service volunteer their time to help us pass these out, Make more copies because we ran out and still gave me my own copy. Thanks. So we are excited to invite you to partner with the Mission Vision. It is so exciting. There are so many missionaries out there. And today you'll get to see and hear a little bit about everyone. We really become a family with them. Even though you haven't traveled there, they consider us all family. They know we pray for them. We support them every way we can. And, you know, it is just such an awesome partnership. There have been multiple times where things have occurred here and the pastors are messaging or calling, checking in. You've been on my heart. The church is on my heart. Is everything okay? And it is so awesome that we can say, well, we could use your prayers in this area. It is just awesome how the Holy Spirit connects these two families. Um, when I say these two families, I mean our mission team and our family here. So um, we have a mission commitment card, and we are going to collect these at the end of service, uh, Mason and Chelsea, and we are going to be standing at the at the doors, and we'll take these from you, and then we will contact you. Brandy and Greg will contact you. Um, one of them is prayer offering. So if you're able to commit to pray a certain amount of time every day for our – different missionaries that are out there we would appreciate that and we would like to know who you are Um, also we are asking for a one-time faith pledge and also we want to know who wants to go out into the mission field that is so exciting and it is just a blessing to be able to do something like that so we thank you all our all of our missionaries that are everywhere that you will be seeing today We appreciate you, you are a blessing. And also our pastors in Guatemala. Gracias pastores por siempre estar al tanto de nuestra iglesia, Living Word Church. Los amamos, bendiciones, gracias.
2: Thank you, Maria.
3: If you guys, she's like
2: the hands behind the scenes. She's hours communicating with these pastors hours she's i speak spanish but they don't understand me so um she she spends hours and we are so thankful for her friendship she as well is family to us and so we're we're so thankful for all she does so thank you maria
4: Well, good morning, Living Word Church. It feels like it's been a considerable amount of time since we've been able to get up here and uh, share with you about missions. Um, I don't usually... I get up here and talk. Most times I don't say a lot of much, um, or at least I don't feel like I do after I leave the stage. But I wanted to share um, something that God put on my heart. So, so I wanted to start with... um, A uh, scripture that we're all familiar with and that's 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Uh, most people remember this chapter for what it says you know starting in verse 4 that's uh, that's, you know a lot of people's favorite scripture Um, and I can read that for you here I should have brought my glasses love is patient and kind love does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way it is not Irritable or resentful, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now, anybody that knows me, I like to challenge myself. And so I like context. My kids know I always like context. My wife knows I like context. So because I like to challenge myself, I like to go back to the first verse in that chapter. And... And let's hear what that one has to say. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong, or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove the mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I am nothing. So what does that mean to me? I'm speaking to myself here this morning. You know, 2020 was a year of routines. It was, and oftentimes those routines, routines didn't involve any love regardless of the service that I was doing. It was just something to get me through the day. Um, you know, 2020 might have been a year full of obligations. And was there love in those obligations when I was serving? Um, what about purpose? You know, my, oftentimes I'm very purpose-driven. Where was the love in that? And according to the Scripture, you know, um, without love in every one of those areas where I'm serving, I'm nothing. Um, that's, that's very powerful, to me at least. So since I've read this verse and focused on it for the last, I, I think, a month ago, this was all I read for about two weeks in the morning, it's always on my mind, and it forces me to think hard about the things I do to serve God. And what I am if I do not couple those things with love. As per this verse, I'm nothing. Uh, nothing. I don't want to be nothing. Uh, so, as I look forward to 2021, when I prepare, and Brandy and I, we prepare for future missions work. This is, will be one of my mantras this year, as I hope it will become yours. Um, I don't want to just be seeing myself doing things out of a sense of obligation, out of a sense of purpose, out of a routine. I have to change my mindset and I have to push myself to, you know, to love something in that interaction and express myself and the, you know, the love that Christ has for me, express that to everybody else. How does that tie into missions? well for for everybody who likes to be in control, likes routines, likes uh, a plan, um, you know this actually is the first, uh, I guess a very good opportunity to throw all that to the side and be led by the Holy Spirit and you know and be following his plan. And you know, because the love that he has for us, is not going to um, allow us to, you know, when we're following his plan, to, to step outside of that. Um, so, d- leading that, leading into my next, the next thing that I wanted to say was really to talk more about the Guatemala School of Sponsorships. You know, if I want to see love modeled in service, I don't look at, I don't have to look far You know, this congregation here, through their sponsorships last year, showed their love for 35 children. But what does that mean? But what does that mean? You know, originally we started with 25. We had to ask for 10 more last year um, because we had so many people that wanted to sponsor kids that initially they'd given us 25. We had to go back to them and say, hey, we need more kids, um, which is a great problem to have. Um, but when we, by, by everybody partnering with us, you know, to sponsor these kids through school, you're, you know, you, until you've been to Guatemala and you see these kids and you see the smiles on their faces, you know, you're, you're not just sponsoring them, you're sponsoring their families. There's a, it's such a significant impact to these people over there. And I know they really appreciate it. Um, so it, With that being said, it makes me very proud to be a member of Living Word Church. I mean, 35 kids, that's amazing that we've been able to do that. That's 35 kids, everybody, that we've provided sponsorships for so they could go to school. Um, So for 2021, I have some good news and that this is just the beginning. Uh, We have an opportunity, another amazing opportunity, to make an even bigger difference. We've we've been asked, in addition to the 35 that we sponsored last year, to sponsor 18 more children. So that's a total of 53 kids. 53 kids. So if you sponsored kids last year, and you want to continue to sponsor kids this year, we're going to give you the opportunity to continue to sponsor the child, or in some cases, the children that you sponsored last year. Um, So in that situation, please see me, after service, so I can check you off, so I know that you want to continue to sponsor that child, and we don't offer them to somebody else. Um, So, similar to last year, we will continue to make you aware of the kids that require sponsors until about the second week of April, uh, give or take a few days, at which time, then we will be communicating um, the number of kids that we have sponsors for. We'll be, you know, sending that total back to Guatemala. So the cost um, is the same as last year, it's $20 a month. Um, from a bookkeeping perspective, it's the same as last year. Each child has a unique ID for those that sponsored kids. I know some of you have been continually uh, giving You know, through the first few months of this year. Um, you knew what your child's ID was, you just changed the year on it from 2020 to 2021, that's your ID this year. Nothing changes. Um, this I. When you, for people who will be newly sponsoring, when you have your offering envelope and you make your donation, whether it's the one-time $20 a month donation, whether you wanna pay multiple months or you wanna pay the whole thing up front, some people choose to do that, it's entirely up to you. But when you do that, please specify, go out of Model School Sponsorships and put your ID or IDs on there. Um, That helps us from a bookkeeping perspective, uh, make sure that the money goes to where it needs to. Um, We encourage you to send in the sponsorship money by the second Sunday of each month, and this is because of our commitment that we have with them in Guatemala to send the money over there before the third Thursday. The commitment, and I want to remind everybody that when when you commit, that the commitment is an annual commitment. It starts in January, and it ends in this December. So for the first month, it will be for January, February, and March of this year. Now, we've already sent money over there. Um, for January and February as a church because we fully anticipated that everybody's going to be, these children are fully going to be sponsored. Um, So it's at $20 a month. The first sponsorship payment would be $60 total for March and then $20 every month through December. Um, Again, if you have any questions uh, regarding sponsorship, I'll be available after service. Um, Just look me up and I'll answer any questions that you have.
2: I'm privileged enough to live life with this guy every day. I just have to say that. He says what he says doesn't usually make a difference, but everything he says makes a difference, right? What he just said was awesome. (laughs) I almost started crying, actually. (laughs) Um, But anyways, we call him Google at home. So on the mission field, um, it would have been 2019, I told someone, you have the Lion of Judah inside of you. You are fierce. so I had to give myself the pep talk this morning. I am the lion of Judah. Ugh. like I was <laughs> this is not my natural um, inclination. If you know Greg and I really really well, you'll know that he's more social and uh, in, in, a, in a public arena and I'm more reserved and then in uh, like this, you know it's um Anyways, I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> so today is Mission Sunday. Um, today is a church. We're going to talk about um, touching the world. Today is a church. God's going to speak to your heart. Um, he's going to, you know, talk to you about doing something outside of yourself. You don't have to be a pastor, a missionary. You don't have to be a peer. You just have to have the heart of the Lord. Um so today you're going to find out um, about the current missionaries that we support. There'll, there'll be a video and a little bit of all the missionaries. Um, you're going to find out what we're going to do this year or what our plans are, you know, um, pending restrictions and things like that. And today I'm going to give you reasons why you should invest in eternity. I'm going to give you reasons why you should be thinking outward instead of inward, one, Jesus said so, right? Matthew 28 says we are to go. We are to make disciples. So one reason, that's like kind of a no-brainer, right? So number two, God's heart is for lost people. In Luke, it says he, went to say, he came to save the lost. Number three, Jesus will be with you. So even if you're nervous and it's not your natural inclination, it says in Matthew 28 as well that he's, he's going to be with you, right? He will guide you. Um, so as you've heard Pastor reiterate several times since the beginning of the year, we're going to be an outward-focused church this year. We're going to reach people. We're going to go to our neighbors. We, we took a meal to one of our neighbors just A couple weeks ago, a neighbor that we've been trying to communicate with and be friends with, they have teenage sons. They were so excited, right? They got enchiladas. (laughs) Um, So we want to be outward. That means outward focused in in other countries. That means outward focused in your neighborhood. That means outward focused with your friends. It's not just... Did you turn this? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's not, you know, that's what this year is going to be about. I'm, it's going to be about something other than yourself. Um, we're going to be talking about Guatemala. We're going to be talking about uh, Panama. This year is going to be awesome. <laughs> Amen. Um, we want to be the opposition to the darkness. We want to be the light of Jesus that shines everywhere, right? It was hard last year. Um, I'll get to that. We want to be vessels to usher in living water. Lately, I've been looking at what kind of water I am. When I was little, my dad used to, we had a cabin on um, the Kaskaski River, and there was a big sandbank across the river, river. And my dad was a scuba diver, whitewater rafter, super swimmer. So he would set me on his back, he would swim me across the river. And we would play on the sandbar for all day. But he used to tell me, there's gars in this river. If you guys don't know what a gar is, they were also avid fishermen, my family. A gar is like this, (laughs) I've seen a dead one, but a big fish like this, well, to me, it looked this long when I was little. And the snout is like this long, and they have these giant teeth. And he would tell me, there's gars in the river, so we can't play in the river because there are dangerous things under the surface. Because the river was mucky, and I used to call it chocolate water, and I think I passed that on to my kids. Um, but anyways, what what does your river look like? What's under the surface? So I've been that's been like on my heart for a good year now. Rivers of living water, and that's been my prayer prayer that God purify my river. So Greg and I went to Missouri. Gosh seems like forever ago now, but we went canoeing on this um, river. The water, there was trout in that river this big. The water was crystal clear. You could see the trout. When the sun hit the trout's fit like uh, scales, they were like, which now I understand why they call them rainbow trout, they were like rainbow when the sun hit their scales, right? It was beautiful, and we could just glide along in our canoe and see through the water to this beautiful underneath, the beautiful trout and the beautiful water underneath. That's what I want my river to be. I want my river to be seen through. I want my river to be clean. I want my river to not have nasty things under the surface that I need to be scared of. Um, During COVID, um, I became, well, at first I was like, yes, this is my time with God. I'm going to be like, pass out all these letters to all my neighbors, and I'm putting hearts on my window, and I'm going to tell every single person they're loved. That was. In March. So, so, as the loneliness started creeping in, around October, I felt like a dry, parched river. I started getting cracks, and I started feeling mm, empty, with no life, no fish. Um, So, I had to... And which is what Satan wanted, right? That was the purpose last year, right? He wanted to divide righteous relationships. He wanted you to get away from God. He wanted you to be a dry, parched land. And I was telling the mission team when we went in 2019 that I there was a vision of a dry, parched valley. I don't know if any of you remember that. And I said, this was in November, I said, we're going to see rivers of living water dams breaking rivers flooding through every area well that was right before covid so now i know why i had that vision that river was coming it's coming in 2021 you all it's coming this year no more dry parched lands with cracks So, and because I'm married to my husband, we look up statistics and Google everything. Um, Statistically, the happiest people on earth are people who serve. You know why? Because the lover of our soul made us to be that way. During COVID, the reason why all of this happened is because we, it was difficult. We couldn't. We know now why, Pastor, whether you agree or not, doesn't matter. We know why Pastor pushed to have us together, because we're made to be that way. We're made to be a body, right? When you, when you have an amputee and one of their arms is cut off, they have phantom pain, right? It's called phantom pain. We had that. We had the phantom pain. That's why we need to be together. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. So, now to the updates. Um, I wanna let you know that through all of you, we were, you, you, you probably already know this, but I just wanna reiterate. One of our pastors needed a house um, because the ch- local churches owned it. Uh, 2019, we had a gala and our goal was five thousand dollars. That's what Greg and I prayed. That's, we we knew we were going to get that five thousand. Guess what? We raised twelve thousand dollars. So this year, we're, we're, we're still hoping to have the gala in September. This year, we're going to try to double that. (laughs) So that's our goal this year. Um, There'll be more information to follow on all of that. Um, We're hoping it'll be outside. We're hoping it'll be, you know, fun and bounce houses and tacos and all kinds of stuff. But we will follow up with that um, depending on all the restrictions, like I said. So in addition, through all of you, the mission team was able to carry supplies such as teaching books, Bibles, resources, things like that, that they're not able to get there um to our pastors in Guatemala. Um, and and I, I just have to tell you that when we did that, that that we had a pastor's dinner and all the past local pastors came, it was life-changing. Like they were so grateful, and it was like a big family. You, you know, you, you picture heaven and you picture like you're getting together with all your family and It was like that. Heaven touched down, right? We had boots on the ground changing lives when we were there. Um, Also, like Greg said, we sponsored 35 children to be able to go to school last year. Do you guys know how much that equals to? $8,400 last year. That's what we, the children there, it was $8,400 total annually that you gave to make a difference in a child's life. So this is what we're saying when we say an eternity perspective, right? That's what we need to have in 2021, an eternity perspective. We gave to change a life. Um, and as Greg mentioned, you can give this year as well. We're needing um, more children to be um, to be sponsored. So in addition to that, I wanted to tell you guys a little story. We sponsored a little girl. Her name was Norma. We sponsored her at seven years old, seven years old. Maria and her family sponsored uh, Evelyn, and she was about the same age, we, and we were... With you know, we followed them. We went and visited them when we um, when Greg and I went there on vacation for a wedding. We saw Norma. We saw her family. Um, They were on the mission field with us last year at 16 years old. They stayed with us. Their parents trusted us because we invested. It was an eternity bonded relationship. And so that that's just one story amongst. A, a whole ton of different stories I could tell you, that you, you guys aren't don't see it fully. But through your giving, through your prayers, through your pledges, we you know it's it's making an eternity difference. Um, in Panama, I wanted to let you know um, we've became friends with the cooks, and um, they broadcast a radio station. And a lot of this information will be on the screen through the videos too, but they broadcast a radio station. They touch thousands because they're in such a remote, like the jungle, Panama jungle. A lot of people can't travel for churches, so they have a radio station. I don't, I don't know how they have a radio, but that's beside the point. Um, they have a radio station that they, tr- they transmit, and they're touching... Um, thousands and thousands of people in the Panama jungle via that radio station. Um, They're currently expanding the radio station signal so it can be heard all over the world. Yeah. So um, I have a link that if you guys need it, that you could listen to one of their broadcasts if you'd like to. Um, Just talk to me about that. Um, They're trying to update their equipment as well. So I'm just going to challenge you today, what does your river look like? What cracks do you need to fill? Because I can promise you it's because you're not outwardly focused, because you're not eternity perspective focused. I, 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 I'm, we were made to do that. Um, So what is God asking you to do? This This 2021. Is he asking you to change your mindset, like Greg said? Is he asking you to um, sponsor a child? Last year, someone, one single couple sponsored five. Is he asking you to go on a mission trip? Hopefully, this year we are going to be able to go on a mission trip or two. We're hoping to possibly go to Panama as well. Um, Maybe it's partnering in prayer. I'm not downplaying that. We need, that's important. Maybe it's leading a prayer group while the missionaries are on the field like Kayla did. Kayla did that for us in 2019 when we went. She she was boots on the ground but here, and she was so eager, you know, tell me, tell me what to pray, tell me how to pray. Mason was very sick on that trip, and she had people, warriors here, praying the whole time. For, for healing for Mason. Um, so this year, God wants to do more through you. He wants to stir your heart. He wants to make your river gush with clean water. So what is he doing? Um, this year is a year of active faith. Faith is a verb. Faith is an action, right? Right? So this year, he, Greg and I talked about that one time. We talked about faith. We were t- having a discussion about faith. It's been 15 years, so I'm sure you don't remember, but um, <laughs> he said, faith is tithing on an empty bank account. That, that, Greg said that to me, and I was like, whoa, we need groceries and stuff like that. Um, but you know, the funny thing is, like a week later, we got the, you know, the deposit you make for um, your utilities. We got a check in the mail from the deposit from our utilities so um, anyways faith is a verb faith faith is an action this year you you need to have active faith um one last thing i wanted to talk about um you need to be on the front lines with covid my children are frontline workers almost all of them actually um i won't say names and what they do but they're in mental health services they're in nursing they're in physical therapy they're in the military they're frontline workers right um and we needed those frontline workers especially you know if you had someone impacted by covid or what mental health i mean there's a barrage of there were bailey had Anyways, one of our children were also <laughs> involved in, in frontline stuff through the military. Um, we are frontline workers for eternity. We are essential. We are necessary. So, everyone talked, the church is essential. Yes, it is. But we are the church. We are essential workers. We are frontline workers for the kingdom of God. When you give, when you pray, when you go on a trip, when you step out in faith, you are being active faith. You are being a a worker, a warrior for the kingdom of God. That's what we're called to do. Whatever God places in your hands, he's going to multiply. He's going to multiply that. Your prayers, your giving, your your sponsorship, whatever it is, God is going to multiply that. So what does God want to do through you this year? I just want to take take a minute and have you ask yourself that question what does god want to do this year does he want you to go through the motions does he want you to get up work from home wear a mask and do everything you're supposed to be doing is that what god wants from you this year it's not what god wants from me i am tired of sitting on my hands i'm done with it i will wear a mask (laughs) but i will be on the front lines um So I just, um, today is not about recruiting you to go to Guatemala or Panama or it is, but it's more about please, please look at your river. Please look at what God wants to do. What active faith does God want from you this year? Who in your community that may be scary that may be unapproachable, that may be the grouchiest person you've ever seen. Who does God want you to reach and step out, not in fear, because, oh, they they seem really mean. I mean, I can admit I sometimes think that. but, But in faith, God wants you to step out in faith this year. So today is about encouraging you to be mission-minded to encourage you to be outward focused um, that's how God works he wants to, to do more through you this year and I just want to close with I'm not going to read it for you but uh, because we do have other things but I want you to read Matthew 28 if you have any questions that's your answer <laughs>
4: So uh, next you'll see on the screen behind us here we'll have a, uh, a, a video f- uh, with a message and from our pastor, our, our, uh, the missionaries that we partner with, I meant to say.
5: You know, it's always something great when you get to see stuff like that there. Because, see, we can stand here and we can give testimonies about, oh, man, it's great. We've got to go lay hands on people and heal them and do all the things here. But this is happening there right now. Granted, yeah, we went there. We did all those things. But this is now. They're saying, hey, thank you for this. Thank you for what you did. Because of this, we're able, we're stronger. We can go out and teach and preach more. We can go out and minister to the people more. Because see, it's quite interesting that Brandy had me come up and give a testimony about my experience in Guatemala. Because I've, I've been thinking about this. She texted me Tuesday about this. I thought, literally, the first thought was, why would she ask me? Because 2019 was not only a transition phase for me, but it was also my very first mission trip. So, first time out of the country, first time in a whole new world, in a whole new arena, in a whole new everything, and I'm going, really? But, not to put a spotlight on me, but the unique thing about me from the rest of the team is I went down with Pastor Doug for three weeks, which... (laughs) was already way outside of a comfort zone right there as well because Originally, I thought well, I'll just go for the week I believe that that's what I'm supposed to do and then there's some things that changed and she said hey You want to do this spot? I was like what? Because see another thing about doing missions is it stretches your faith When you go down there you think man, we're just getting by here at home We're we're trying to make ends meet. We're we're doing this here for this here and then well, Maybe that we're supposed to sponsor some kids so we can do that. And then you go on a mission trip and you can go down there and see what they're experiencing. That's life changing. Because you see how privileged we have become. How we are here. How we are with heated and air wherever we go. How we have food on the table, like even if there isn't, we can go say, hey, can we, and you know oh yeah, come on over. Down there, it's different. It's very different. And I don't mean to say this like disrespectfully upon them, but it's been a humbling experience. I don't care if you go through here, if you go maybe in Chicago or Louisville or wherever you go here in the States, as soon as you cross a border that says leaving the United States of America, it's different. It's very different. So to go back upon this trip, there's... There's always been a handful of experiences that just have always stuck out to me. And recently, the Lord has been having me go back and review um, love. Because when we were at Rama, we were able to purchase class CDs, and so I've been able to go back through, and I'm listening on class CDs right now. And the topic I'm on right now is love. And even a scripture that I might bring out a little bit later if I have time, um, love gives. Love steps out and says, I see a need. I'm going to do something. I'll bring it out right now. And then um, the end of Matthew 9, Jesus is ministering to people. And he's going around and healing and teaching to all the people. And then it separates the next paragraph. And he says, when he's seen the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Because he's seen they were like sheep without a shepherd. So you have to remember, though, because when Matthew was writing this, Matthew just kept writing. There is no chapter break. So what did Jesus do? He said, hey, 12, go. I'm giving you power, go. That's what a mission trip is. You have been empowered, because each one of us here is Jesus. Now, don't take that, oh, oh boy. No. You have the Holy Spirit inside you to go, and to heal the people, like Jesus did. He walked, and talked, and moved, and did everything here, and he healed people as he went. He said, be healed because of your faith you are healed. See, notice that there. There's some people you look in the Bible, he didn't even touch them. He said, Because of your faith, you're healed. So you can go walk out these doors right here and do the same thing. He says, You know, I see, I feel something that you need this here. And the people can have an instant connect, and Jesus can minister. So now going back to Guatemala. So there was one of the very first people we went and got to minister to, it was um, two sisters. And it, it just, even more, it bizarres me because the one sister was healthy and whole and she was able to go at a decent age to go and take off and get married and have a, ha- a happy life. But she's seen her sister was not. Her sister had a intestinal disease that was literally eating the inside of her and just making her weak. So, the healthy sister chose to step back to take care of her. You you can't tell me that doesn't. That's love. That's what love does. Love steps out and says, I see a need. I'm going to do this. Even though I want to go that way and do whatever I want to do. Love says, I see this and I'm going to come over here and do this because not because I think it's right because I want to go that way, but because I feel this is right. This young lady had an opportunity, and she stepped away all of it just to care for her sister. There's another, I mean, it's... During my time, I didn't really get to go out with the team a whole lot, but I did get to go out and do some unique things. So during the week we were there... um, if we were able to go and scroll through some pictures, I know there's some of me and Mason doing some goofy stuff. But when we were with the team, I know, there, excuse me, there was a few uh, dramas that we did that when you seen, I know for a fact there's one I had to go around and I just mingled with people just to like put a smile on their face. And even if that was all it was, just to see that smile says, you care enough to come from your home, your comfort zone, to come down here to minister Jesus, that says a lot to them. It may not seem like it, because why would you do that? But it goes back to love. Jesus seen the multitude, and he did something. He said, hey, you guys, I've trained you, I've taught you, I've done everything here you needed to, now go and do what I would have done and do do, still. And then, even after that, after the team left, it was uh, just a select few of us. And there's one, it just, it's so vivid. The church that we went to, it was about, for me, about four rows back. That's all the bigger the church was. And the main thing that they wanted there was spirit filling. Because Jesus said, he said, This you shall know by these signs. And one of the signs is being spirit-filled. And so this church, the church pastor is like, okay, we're saved. We can get baptized. We want to know the Holy Spirit more. So what does that do? That opens up the door for hunger. When the door opens up for hunger, Jesus is like, hey, let's go. Let's do this. Because now I have, one, hands and feet that I can move through to minister like I would when I was there. When I did back in Jerusalem. And so we were there for two nights. And the first night, I say, is probably a capacity of 70, somewhere around in there. I would say everybody but 10 was filled. The second night, they were literally standing out the door. And still, even after that, everybody was filled. There's a hunger that you cannot replace. And when you go down there and are able to minister like Jesus would, all you can do is stand in awe. Because one, it's nothing you can do. There's no way. But as soon as you do that there, you're able to minister that love and you're able to minister that compassion that Jesus would. And you go, this this is you, Lord. I can't do this. And one, I mean, so then not only does a mission trip change others, but then it changes you. Because then... After you come back home, you go, wow. I mean, I remember the, uh, the Sunday that we came back and we did a whole regroup and we did a Sunday thing up here. I think I stood up here for like five minutes because y- y- there's, just, there's so much racing through your mind of everything you experienced and did. You go, how can you say what you got to experience? And I mean, even when we were, after the team had left, we went back up to the central group where we started off. And there was a, a young pastor, he was about my age, he was associate to uh, Pastor Guillermo there that you saw at the end. And um, we made a real good connect with him, especially me because we're similar aged. I mean, the only difference is, is he has two kids and I don't. Um, but being able to connect to him on two different levels, a natural level because we went to a gym and he got to work out and got a little bit more muscle tone and we got to connect with him on that their level but then also on a spiritual level we got to able to see him minister because he's also a man of many hats he's an associate pastor they they run the school there so he's a superintendent area there and then he's also in charge of some worship stuff too so he's a man of very many hats and then he's a father and a husband and all that their stuff too but um being able to connect there with him, there's, there's moments where I go, Lord, I just need a touch today. This is a year after. I mean, not quite a year. Yeah, year after we've been down there. And he'll still every now and then message me through messenger. Hey, I just wanted to send this out to you. Even like on our wedding day, he messaged out, hey, just congratulations, man. Congratulations. I was like, that is what Jesus is. He goes, he ministers, and then Jesus is able to do that there. But then able after that, you sow seed. You sow seed. As a sower, he does, he does one of these motions. He grabs and goes, grabs and goes. That's why when you see the parable, it says some was st- sown in stony ground. Some, the birds came along the pathway. Because as you go, you go like this. Some may get along right here in the ditch. Some may draw on the sidewalk and has no produce. But... of it, when you go like that, is going in the field. So, as you do this, it planted down into that ground in him. It came up, and now I'm seeing the results of that. I'm seeing the results of not only a friendship that I made down there, but a personal connection that I guarantee you I'm gonna have for the rest of my life. That I'm gonna be able to, hey, he needs something right now and be able to pour back into him. But then also the reverse way. The Lord speaks to him, too, and he's going to be able to pour back into me. See, that's the other thing that many, well, Greg and Brandy talked about it, about the two kids that they sponsored and how last year they're able to see them grown up into a full potential because, or even a full Lord potential, because someone up here was saying, hey, you should sponsor these two and then see the results of it down there. Because even then, so after that, it stops at uh, sixth grade, am I not mistaken? So then after that, you have a sixth grade education. Anything after that is considered a college education. And I believe that they went on to get degrees in a, a higher education, am I not correct? So just because someone is able to sow a seed into them, maybe is in this case it was a natural seed, they're able to go on and produce something else that the Lord dropped in their heart going hey this would be cool and the Lord just he nurtures that seed to where they're able to go and minister on a different arena to different people because someone up here seen a need down there and it took fruit see that's why it's so important like um, in Habakkuk it says write the vision plain that way he who sees it may run with it that's why when you've seen all those kids up there scrolling through I guarantee you, they're gonna print off pictures. And then once you say, yes, I'm gonna do this, you're gonna take that picture and you're gonna stick it on your fridge, stick it on your microwave, stick it in your bedroom, whatever you're gonna do. That way you're gonna see that picture of that kid or kids. And you're gonna go, that's good seed. That's fruit. That maybe one day when you go down to a mission field or go on a mission trip, you're gonna see them all grown up and go, I helped with that, that. Is what a mission trip does. A mission trip goes and it changes people for God, but it also is gonna come back and change you. Because God's in the twofold business, God's in multiplying. So if He's gonna change that one person, He's also gonna come back and change this person. So that way, when you come back here, you're gonna be able to go, hey, I was able to minister to X, Y, and Z, and all this here happened and then it's gonna multiply to everyone here plus whoever's watching. So, the last thing I wanna make mention is this friend that we made, uh, that I made a relationship with down there. We went to, uh, the last day we were down there, we went to Antigua, which if any of you don't know, is like paradise. I mean, for us, after being in uh, Guazacupan and that area there for three weeks of 90 to 100 degree temperatures and then we go to Antigua where it's 75 hey we're enjoying that and then they're all bundled up with their coats and we're going but, but anyways so we get down there and uh, a unique thing about me and pastor is you don't usually see tall big footed people so you go around and you go try shopping there and heh, nah, good luck So, we got to Antigua, and I was like, you know what, I had, we went to Walmart, and I got these $20 boots just to get me by, because, yeah, and I was like, you know what, I'm done with lace-ups, I'm done with these boots, I'm getting me a pair of boots. And so, the, uh, this right here is what I got, completely leather, completely Guatemalan made, and even though I paid for this, Annabelle, this friend came up to me, and he found the best thing I can relate it to is a Crocodile Dundee hat. So if you can get that there picture in your head now. He's like, hey, you like this? I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I love that because that was one of the other things. I was like, Lord, if I could walk out of here with just like a hat like that, that'd be awesome. So I buy my boots and my belt. And he comes up to me and he says, hey, here you go. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, here. I mean... These alone, I think, well, I'm not going to name a number, mostly because I forgot, but that hat alone costs more than these boots and that belt. How much does that say? Hey, we've come down, we spent three weeks with you, and we just want to pour into you spiritually, physically, and financially, whatever you need, we're just going to be here to help you. And then on our last day, he comes back and goes, Here. Here. No strings attached. See, now isn't that what Jesus would do? He would come along and say, hey, I have this gift. Maybe it was a hat. Maybe it was a seat cover. Whatever it is. He says, hey, I have a gift for you. No strings attached. There you go. That's what we went and ministered. We went and ministered the love of Jesus. No strings attached. Here's Jesus. And people saw him. People got ministered to People got to experience Jesus. So before I turn it back over to Pastor to let him close, I just want to point out like what is another thing was, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. And then Maria talked about that. I was like, well, there went that idea. And then I'll, oh, I'll talk about this. And then Brandy talked about that. I was like, striking out here. Here we go. But Jesus said in the end of Matthew and Mark, go into all the world. In certain translations, it says go into Judea, Samaria, and all the world. Don't get me mistaken. There's going to be some of us in here that are going to go on a mission trip this year. But there's going to be some of us that are going, you know, I'm just not feeling that this year. That's why these sheets are here. That's why, because as soon as you see this, I challenge you take a picture of this, you signing that, because then you're going to have a physical copy of saying, I made a commitment. I'm going to pray for this because I know there's a spiritual need and desire attached to this or you know what I don't feel like I should go this year but maybe I should give $50 for someone else to go there's going to be a reward on that just as much as going down there because you are sending someone else to go in your place now because see that was my first thought too when I was going to go I thought oh I'll just give something I'm I can give I'm, I'm happy to give to someone going down another their trip and you just kept getting this check on the inside I was like all right Lord we'll go but the whole entire time Proverbs C 3 trust in the Lord with all your heart why that's a big expense to come up with in order to go but you know what when you trust in the Lord he shall meet all your needs according to his riches and desires Notice his riches and desires sometimes require you to get out of your nice little comfy box and to go. I find it... So, last thing, I promise. On the back of a church we went to, it says, right there at the top of the doors, it says, Church is now over. But the real church is about to begin as you walk out these doors. Let me tell you, we walked out of these doors, we walked out of his pickup doors, we walked out of the hotel doors, onto a plane, and then walked out of those doors, and then we got to experience church. That's church. Being able to minister to what Jesus would and how Jesus would, that is what church is supposed to be. Thank you. Well,
1: there's been a lot said, and I'm not going to preach, so... That's the end of the sermon. But I'm going to ask you to do one thing, one simple thing as a follow-up. They're going to collect paperwork in the back. You may not be ready to turn yours in today, or what will happen for some of you, you'll turn it in based on what you think during this time, and the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you through the week. And you might have to make an amendment next week to your paperwork. So if you're ready to turn something in, do that today. But there will be another opportunity next week. We'll remind you again next week. We'll have the papers again next week because Corbin made a great point. Sometimes God has to deal with us over time to get us to agree with what he really wants. And he starts out kind of gentle, just kind of tapping us. Then pretty soon he's saying, look, I want you. So be ready for something like that. We're going to close. I'm thankful for everybody that shared today and particularly the the heartfelt words from all the people that, that we're a part of. They're part of the family. Heavenly Father, we thank you for working your amazing work in the earth and making us a part of it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for speaking to each and every one what our place is, what our role is, what our part is in reaching others for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we put you first in everything that we do. We honor you and give you first place. Father, we reach out to others next because that's why you put us in the earth. And Father, we believe for our own needs last. We know you'll supply our every need according to your riches and glory father anoint this congregation with your strength and your power let this be a week of strengthening and healing and determination father thank you for making us forward focused and come out from any confinement any box that we've been in father thank you for a freedom and liberty as we celebrate the season of jesus resurrection we have new life in us and we're motivated to do something with that life father thank you for everything good in jesus name
0: amen thank you for joining us a special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry it's because of you that ministry at living word church is possible you can get more information on our website at go to lwc.org you can also give online as well if you enjoyed today's podcast you can subscribe you can share it with your friends you can take a screenshot and post it to your social stories You know what? You can even share it in person with someone who needs encouragement from God's Word today. Thanks again for listening. And as always, you're welcome to join us in person where we will worship together and God will minister directly to you. Be blessed this week
3: and be a doer of His Word.